Welcome back to episode 50 of What's the Dill. I cannot believe it's been 50 episodes. This podcast started two and a half years ago in 2020 with Tanya, when we talked about our marriage, our relationship, all the things with going on with our, you know, our lives together and how we met, what we do, um, how we live out our life. And it started as a pandemic project, something that I felt I wanted to do to just, you know, continue to be creative as the whole world was shut down. Um, and we had a great run with that. We did like 30 something episodes. Um, and then I felt this continue, uh, this, this, this feeling stirring in my heart to continue on the podcast, um, by myself for now, you know, Tanya might come on, but to, um, speak about my faith and speak about the faith of our, um, you know, of the pe- of all you out there and speak in a more direct way about being faithful. Um, you know, as I'm building Backseat Media, I wanted to use this podcast as like a flag in the ground of, you know, what I stand for, what I believe, you know, what I see going on out in the world, how I live out my faith in the everyday. Um, so that's what it's kind of become. But it's been 50 episodes and it's been a couple years. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's been crazy. It's been fun to to build this, to do this, to put out content and things out in the world and get feedback on it, to see how it affects people, to see how it doesn't affect people, to kind of do this creative endeavor that, um, you know, is so, you know, out there and it kind of has no purpose besides me um doing this for Christ. You know what I mean? Like when you put it out in the world, when I put out this podcast in the world, you know, that voice in my head is always kind of like, you know, who is this for? Why are you doing this? No one's going to hear this. And, you know, those fears of the outcomes of these podcasts and these videos is something that's in my head. But as I live out my life for Christ and I see that this is a tool that Christ wants to use through me and with me, for the good of his kingdom, it makes sense. So, you know, I don't think about the outcomes with these things as I'm building Backseat Media and building uh, this podcast. I think about what it's for and the purpose of it. Um, So that's been kind of the lessons of 50 episodes of What's the Deal over the past couple years. Um, And thank you all of you to all of you who watch this, who listen to this. Um, You know, it, it may seem like texting me or talking to me about this episodes that you hear isn't like worth anything, but it means a lot to me. And I love hearing the impact of like, I love getting the feedback because I love to hear what people take away from it. Cause then my mind goes toward like, how can I, you know, make this a better listening and viewing experience for all of you out there. So I've loved all the feedback I've gotten from all of you and I really appreciate it. So on to today's episode. I have a lot of thoughts about how I wanted to start making episodes um, geared towards guys and young men, particularly who are following Christ or trying to follow Christ. Um, And I I felt like I want to speak into that more deeply. So for today's episode, I want to talk about why guys won't follow Jesus. What are the hangups that guys have for not following Jesus. Now, 
Tell me if you've heard this before. Tell me if you've heard this question before. Where are all the young guys at church? How come young guys don't, you know, come to our uh, young professionals event? You know, I feel like the girls really outnumber the guys at this thing. Um, oh my gosh, where are all the good single young Catholic guys? Like, tell me if you've heard that before. And you've maybe you've heard that as a guy at one of these events. Maybe you've heard that as a guy who... Uh, you know, is getting texted by someone to come join an event or come to church or go to a group. Um, maybe you've heard that as a young gal, you know, at events saying, hey, where are all the young guys here? And we all know that like the world needs on fire guys to live out the faith. And from my perspective, there's a few reasons I'm going to get into of why guys why a guy, why men wouldn't follow Christ. And then my response is to that. But, you know, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit for a minute about like this kind of problem we see, you know, there can be this problem of like, you know, guys not following Christ. And, you know, like what is the, uh, you know, what's the branding of like, you know, a guy who's like on fire for Christ. Maybe it's like a priest, like, oh, he's so holy. He's so on fire for Jesus that he became a priest or like, you know, okay, that makes sense. But I think the gap is that we need men who are on fire for Christ, who are living normal everyday lives and letting that fire for living out Christ's will for their lives be manifested every single day in jobs, in school, in relationships. So we all know that there is this, this gap. We can all see it. We can feel it. Why is that the case? I think number one, the main reason, the root of why guys aren't following Christ is fear. That is the main like characteristic of why a guy won't follow Jesus. It's fear. Now, as guys, like we are not meant to you know, society doesn't let us handle fear well. You know, we're not supposed to be fearful. We're not supposed to be afraid. As guys, we're supposed to be competent, strong, confident, not be afraid of anything. You know, hey, do you want to do that? No, I'm good. What are you scared? No, I'm not scared. You know, hey, uh, you know, uh, you know, come. Why don't you come on this, uh, you know, tr trip with us? You know, oh no, I don't want. What are you? Are you, are you afraid of this? Are you afraid of going over here? You know, like we kind of get judged for being afraid of things as a society, and so. As guys, it's really easy to then start building walls around our heart to make sure that no one thinks we're afraid of anything. You know, spicy food? Yeah, I love spicy food. I'm not afraid of that. You know, uh, going, uh, you know, trying to take a huge internship to, you know, that you have to wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah, I'm not afraid of that. Um, you know, whatever it is, money, relationships, job, we are programmed by society to not be afraid. So why are men afraid of following Jesus? Well, firstly, I think guys are afraid of following Jesus because they're afraid they'll lose their independence. And, you know, the personal freedoms that we have, you know, we want to be free to go off and see the world, to go off and, you know, experience different things in life, to go off and be, you know, make money. You know, guys can have this programming to have like huge independence, like a lot of independence. And if you fall in line, well, you're missing out. You're missing out on everything. And if you follow Jesus, that means you're going to have to give up Sundays. You're going to have to give up 
um, you know, uh, how much you drink, the people you hang out with. You're going to have to give up, make all these sacrifices for, um, you know, your time. Now your time is no longer yours. It's God's. And you're going to have to now adjust to God's time, not your time. And I think men really value their independence because, you know, I think deep down guys don't like to be told what to do. It's not natural for a guy just to be told what to do. Guys want to carve out their time and use that time for the betterment of themselves, for, you know, their career, for, so you know, their social lives. And following Christ, that means you now give up a chunk of that. You give up a lot of that um, for Jesus. I think that's a really big fear that guys have, that they're going to lose their independence, afraid of the sacrifices that they're going to have to make afraid of the things, the choices they'll have to make in the future that are going to give up, you know, these, you know, these things that their potential earnings, their potential jobs, their potential relationships, their potential social groups. And like, if, if guys don't have that independence to choose what they want, when they want, where they want this freedom that this perceived freedom that they have, like, that's not worth it. And I think it goes deep into like, our society's ideas of freedom is so backwards. We think freedom is do what you want, when you want, where you want, however you want. No one can tell you what to do. That's what our society tells, tells us now. No one can tell you what to do. That's freedom. That's all, that's utter freedom, altogether freedom. No one can tell you what to do. You can act however you want. But we know that true freedom lives in Jesus, lives in Jesus Christ, that our lives can be like, free from pain, free from um, the horrible things in this life because we know our hopes in Jesus. So we don't have to go down the roads of, you know, isolation, the roads of anguish, the roads of, you know, personal torment because our hope lies in Jesus. So the world says, yeah, you're free. You're free to do whatever you want. No one can tell you what to do. We know that Jesus says freedom in me, Christ Jesus, is the freedom to be hopeful, hopeful in good times, hopeful in bad times, that Jesus is taking care of all the details. So I think guys are afraid of losing their independence. Like, I think guys are really afraid of that. So what is the, you know, the, the rebuttal? What's the answer to that? What is the answer to guys' fears of losing their independence for, you know, in following Jesus? As men, we have to be careful about the things that we let be our masters in our life. Like there can only be one master and that's Jesus Christ. We have to be careful about the things that we're letting take hold of our life and lead our life and be the goals for our life. Whether it's money, like I just talked about, power, you know, success, kind of worldly success, reputation. I know that's a big one where it's like, how do I want to be perceived? I am going to do everything in my life to manipulate the, the conversations, the things I do, the people I hang out with. So I am perceived as a confident, successful person where people like, you know, they don't know the real me, but my reputation, I'm just controlling my reputation. Um, you know, we have to be careful about the things that we let be our masters in, in our life. And, you know, another one would be like pleasures, the things of this world, you know, drugs, Drugs, drinking, you know, sex, impurity, all these things like those things can take a hold of your life. You know, the pleasures of the world can take a hold of your life and you can get absolutely like 
in a cycle of just, you know, having the world and the pleasure of the world be the thing you seek and the thing you seek and then you need more and more and more and more of it. And when you're only serving yourself, the end is only to be to serve yourself more. But when you serve Jesus, the end result of that is that he gives you back love. He gives you back like 10 X what you could ever give from our service. Um, so I think that like, we have to be careful as men about the masters we're letting, um, you know, take control of our life. And that, you know, if you're out there and you're afraid of losing your independence, realize that Jesus is going to give 10x what the world could ever give. Think about the times where you served yourself the most. Where has it led you? Has it led you to greater happiness? Has it led you to greater joy? Has it led you to greater relationships? Think about the times where you've really sought out, you know, a lot of money, where you've really sought out, um, you know, personal freedom. Has it led to a better life? And I think that's the key is that like really analyze and look at the things when times when we serve ourselves and we only think about ourselves and our personal gain and the times that we think about others. So fear of losing your independence, it's like there's going to be sacrifices. We're always going to be serving some master, whether it's power, money, success, or it's going to be Jesus Christ. And the difference is that the worldly things, they only will corrupt you in the end. Jesus will never, ever fail you. Number two, I think the number two fear that guys feel for not following Jesus, the, the fear that gets in the way of them following Jesus is the fear of being judged. I think, um, you know, reputation is something that uh, a lot, you know, doesn't really get talked about a lot in terms of like that being a motivator and a motivation for what guys do. Um, you know, I think reputation is a big thing. I think guys you know, maybe want to be independent, like we said, but also guys don't want to be like out on their own and being judged by everyone. So like, no, the guy doesn't, you know, guys don't want to stick out too much and then everyone's judging them. And I think that like the fear that guys can have of what will people say? What will people think of me? How will my friends react? How will my coworkers react? How will my teachers, my professors, the people in my life, what are they going to say if I really live out my faith? And you know, I've had that fear. I still battle with that fear. So I think about that a lot of kind of like, you know, what, what do people say, you know, when, when you like live out your faith, you're trying, you know, you, you, I like basketball, everything's not always talking about Jesus, but then how do you kind of combine the two, the two things, you know, our life together here in society, but then also a life with Christ. How, do, how, you know, how does that work out in the everyday? And you know, the fear of being judged, I've definitely felt that. Like, what are people going to think of me? Yeah, I've never really felt that too much with the sin in my life, which is crazy. I've never really felt like, oh, like people are going to judge me for like, you know, these sins. I just have tried to hide sin from people. But the fear of like being judged from people of like, how are people going to react if I live out my faith? That's something really, really like big that I felt. Um, You know, and I think that like, a lot of times nowadays also, there's this idea of like, if I really live out my faith, people are going to think that I'm like hateful, that there's this idea that like being Christian is like hateful. Now think of how crazy it is that in today's modern society, people see Christianity as synonymous with hateful. So, I mean, that's super backwards because we know that literally God is love. All love stems from Jesus and that like this reputation that has been twisted around so much that like being Christian is actually a hateful thing. Um, I think that stops a lot of guys from um, following Jesus from even like 
letting answering the call on the hearts. Maybe they want something more, but they're afraid to go um, follow Jesus because what would that mean? What would that mean for their families, their cousins, their friends? How would I tell anyone about this? So I think the fear of being judged is a really, really big one. Um, and how do we, how do we like answer that? Well, I think as Christians, we need to then make sure that our communities are super welcoming, super rock solid, are amazing places to be so that when people enter them, they feel welcomed and they say, yes, these are my people. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ. Because like, like there's nothing worse than maybe going to, um, you know, an event or something. You don't know anyone, you know, that feeling of like, oh, like, hey, like, you know, I'm here by myself, kind of bouncing around I mean, the edges, you know, the walls, the edges of the room, and you don't know anyone. And, you know, nothing's better than when someone comes up to you and says, hey, what's up? My name's Pete. Like, how you doing? Where are you from? Oh, come over, meet all these people. And then you feel like you're kind of like, like right into the the party, the event, the group, whatever it is. And you're kind of like seamlessly a part of that. We need to make sure that our Christian communities are rock solid for welcoming people, that we are going out of our way, not just to like make sure that we feel filled up, but that people who are new are feeling filled up and like letting our our communities be a light to people because people feel isolated nowadays. That's like the most common thing is that people feel isolated. Like, do you feel isolated sometimes? Do you feel isolated all the time? Well, you're not alone because people nowadays are feeling more isolated than ever. Well, we have the answer for that. As Christians, we have the answer. Communities are the bedrock of, you know, the Christian life. And that is since like Jesus' time. Like when Paul was helping build all these communities, um, you know, they were helping live out our faith. And so we need to make sure that as an antidote for people feeling judged for a guy who's maybe feeling judged for living out his faith by people that they can feel welcomed and have a great community, maybe a new community that's going to like help live out the faith and help be like a light to the world and not just something that's like this fearful, Hey, who are these people? I don't know how to enter in, you know, to this, this life. No, like our Christian communities need to be rock solid, welcoming places that are just, you know, continuously trying to outreach people and evangelize everyone, not just at church or after church and events, but out in the world, out in the world, school, work. You know, you can tell people about these communities that you're involved in and your church that you're involved in because it'll be like an answer for our society be answer for men who maybe have a fear of being judged. Third and lastly, I think a really big fear that guys have for not following Christ and think and a hang up for not following Jesus is the fear of missing out. Classic FOMO. I think a lot of guys have FOMO that they think if I follow Jesus, I'm going to miss out on experiences, people, relationships, travel, all of the good things life has to offer. Um, that's really, really common. You know, it's like, I can't sacrifice the things I want in this life and following Christ will just be this boring, mundane, banal, nothing life. That's just going to mass, going to boring things where there's just water and dry cookies at events and that's it. And as we know, and the, like, this is my response to that. 
So I think FOMO is a really big fear that guys have for not following God. My response to that is that following God is the greatest adventure you'll ever have. Following Jesus will be the door that unlocks all the things you truly want in this life. Do you want to travel? Do you want to see the world? If you follow Jesus, opportunities are going to come. Do you want to, you know, be successful in your profession? Opening the door to following Jesus, opportunities are going to come. Do you want to have people and relationships and a social life that helps build your faith? Open the door to Jesus and there will be more more relationships in your life and more people in life than you can handle. And like that, it's so funny because like it's everything, all these fears about following Jesus are always the exact opposite where it's like fear of missing out, fear of that I'm not going to have fun in this life. And I've had that before that like I, all those things I've explained of, of fears I've had. If I follow Jesus, oh, it's going to be boring. It's going to be nothing. But like all of the great things in my life all have flowed from a life with Christ. It all have flowed from following Jesus. All of the bad things in my life, all of the troubles, all of the pain, all of the sin, all of the scars have just have flowed from my own weakness and my personal sin. Um, so it's like life with Jesus is the greatest adventure and it will literally take you to the ends of the earth. I mean, there are Christ followers at every corner of this world. It's like, you want to go? You want to go? You can go. Do you want to go to, you know, remote lands? There's going to be Christians there. There's going to be churches there. There's going to be communities there. So, you know, I think a lot of times like this idea that if I follow Jesus, my life's going to be boring and it's just going to be like a church going nobody. That is the exact opposite. And when you think about it, like think about when you meet someone who's really on fire, fire for Christ, you know, there's always exciting things happening. It's never just like, yeah, you know, uh. Another day, another dollar. It's like, no, like a life with Christ brings opportunities of this world. Like not only is there like eternal worth opportunities of this world come to your door when you open it for a life with Christ. When you open the door for Jesus, opportunities come to your door. And, you know, I think that like we need to promote this. We need to talk about this. We need to share our experiences with people, um, you know, when it involves Jesus, like I, you know, I went to the Philippines, went to Ecuador, went to El Salvador. I went, I went to these places towards, you know, foreign lands that were fun, wild, crazy, all because I said yes to following Jesus. Cause I said yes to missionary opportunities. Life with Jesus is always awesome and fun and exciting. And we need to talk about the exciting, fun times and, sh and show people, Hey, this is not just a boring life. This is an awesome life. And even in an everyday normal life, that's great too. Like you want to talk about an awesome home life, a husband or wife that loves you, a kid that loves you, parents who love you, you know, no troubles, you know, like right relationships. Those are great things. Those are people with things people would strive for. People would absolutely like sell all of their possessions to have like right relationships in their life, to have someone who really loves them, someone who tells the truth to them, doesn't lie to them. So it's like these great things, you know, proper relationships with those around us who we love, you know, opportunities that are going to come if we trust in God and the exciting things that happen. These are all behind the door of following Jesus and behind the door of serving ourselves is pain, sin, and sorrow. And that's the end of it. When we serve ourselves, you know, we're going to, that's the most we can ever get is just to serve ourselves. But Christ has a plan for all of us that is going to be more exciting than you can ever imagine. And if you don't believe that, ask him to show you. If you do not believe that Jesus has the greatest plan imaginable for you, that's going to be fun, exciting, and crazy, 
ask him to show you and he'll show you. That's it for me today. Thank you guys all for checking in. This is the 50th episode. I look forward to 50 more, 150 more, 5,000 more, who knows? But thank you all for watching and listening. I really appreciate you checking in. I really appreciate you um, being a part of this journey. Um, yeah, and if you know any guys who would you know benefit from seeing this episode or listening to this episode, share this with them. Share this episode with them. Have them reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to talk about why life with Christ is awesome and why men shouldn't be afraid to follow Jesus. Talk to y'all soon. Peace.